You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Spot Money News. Greetings again, everyone, and welcome to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up from Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us again this week is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Good to be with you again. Um, sort of an exciting week. I might have hoped for a little more excitement in some of the markets here with some of these revelations that we're going to discuss, but uh, time will see whether it's a, it's a, a significant turning point or not. Yes, very big news yesterday, and I, I can't wait to get your opinion on it. The news that uh, Deutsche Bank had agreed to settle a lawsuit regarding silver fixing and silver manipulation and price rigging, and uh, most significantly, it looks like they're turning states' evidence and, and helping the uh, helping the prosecutors and the different justice departments involved. What do you think of all this, Eric? Well, Craig, as you know, uh, those of us uh, that sort of have sided with the GATA camp have realized all along that there are forces at work in the silver market that have nothing to do with supply and demand. We've had to witness very, very weird trading patterns in both silver and gold. And by the way, Deutsche Bank's also um, admitted to manipulating the gold price. Now, we haven't had any details of these things. We don't know what the fines are. The turning state's evidence will be very interesting because much like uh, LIBOR and Forex, these guys operated through chat rooms where they'd send, uh, you know, emails to each other suggesting where they wanted the price to go, and it all worked collusively. And it's interesting, Craig, when you look at the structure of the uh, the COMEX, you see these huge short positions by the major banks. Uh, I think silver would push 900 million ounces short, as you know, we produce about that per year. And uh, they obviously are in it together. I, I can't imagine that one group would would be on such take such an extreme um, opposite to other groups in the market all the time, and of course it's because they they know if they act collusively, uh, they can probably make things happen that shouldn't otherwise happen. So it'll be interesting to see the information that's provided, uh, how the rigging was done, and to what extent it was done. I hope it's not just you know the they affected a few fixes on London and will give you a little slap on the wrist for doing that. Of course, the bigger issue to me is the whole manipulation when the price of gold was 1900 and it went down by hundreds and two hundreds of dollars in a day. That to me is by far the bigger, the bigger question. And the whole move from 1900 down to whatever the low was, 1045 or something, which seemed totally out of place to me the whole while it was going on. I just hope that. You know, the, the the other major banks that get ensnared in this are forced to admit it as well. And maybe someday we'll get a clean market for gold and silver. I mean, it's always been my contention for the last five years that demand for gold is way beyond the supply of gold. The same thing with silver. And that it's it just, just it's totally illogical that uh, prices would have done what they've done in a normally functioning market. If you had a market, not just... Uh, interventions by central banks and or their proxies. And, and there probably is some relationship of the commercial banks to the central banks. You're, okay, we want the price of gold down because we want our currencies to look stable, even though, I mean, it, you just look at these currencies and you wonder how we're all going to survive it because the debts just keep piling up and the productive capacity isn't going anywhere. So we'll wait for the fallout, but uh, I think it's exciting and, uh, I'll be you and I will both be very attentive to uh, to what information is forthcoming. That's for certain. What do you, what do you think of this idea, Eric? We've watched 
I don't know, a handful of civil suits come up against these banks over the last five or six years, and the banks have worked diligently to get them all uh, dismissed early in the stages of the process. But now here we have a settlement. Do you think this might open the floodgates to uh, a whole host of brand new suits, and we might actually finally move to some discovery phase with some subpoenas and getting some people under oath? Well, I would certainly hope so. I mean, the funny thing about what's happened, or not so funny, actually, is that we think of the losses that have been incurred. I mean, if I was mm-hmm. to look at, you know, our various precious metals trusts and how they might have underperformed and their various uh, funds that were involved in precious metals and how they underperformed, um, the the uh, effect on the mining business, that they had to go through this excruciating pain of trying to survive while the market forces weren't allowed to work. So, yeah, I mean, the losses that have been sustained have been massive. I mean, we're talking trillions of dollars of lost value of gold and silver here. So, uh, you know, unless it's just, you know, that they're finding it for a couple of uh, fixes in London that went uh, a little awry, um, you know, and maybe that would, would cause for a, a small slap of the wrist. To me, the bigger issue, as I stated before, is, well, what about the five-year suppression of the price? And then what has that done to all the people in the industry and investors like the people listening on this call who sort of have seen it our way and see the data and it's always strong and yet the price goes down? I, I mean, the losses could be incredible. I mean, the number of claimants, uh, if they got involved, could be very, very substantive. Um, so I would guess that it's going to open up a bit of a, uh, powder keg of uh, of other lawsuits to follow because there certainly was a lot of injury that took place here over the last five years. Well, we can certainly hope so. Speaking of injury, we've had an interesting week in in the prices of the metals and the shares with a rally early in the week and now a little bit of a correction going on. Uh, what do you see here, Eric? Is this just a pause or are we uh, starting another one of those uh, rinse cycles of the specs on the COMEX? <laughs> Well, I hope we're not going through one of those. I and mean, maybe the fact that these manipulators have, will be exposed might uh, might uh, curb their enthusiasm to to do the you know wash, rinse, and repeat that you refer to. Um, I think the the highlight of the week has been the stellar outperformance of silver here. Uh, I mean, it's really hung in there. It's, it looks like it might have you know broken out of its. Uh, it, it's a uh, declining wedge here. It's held above $16. Uh, all the info on silver is very encouraging. Um, so I, I'm uh, the silver, gold to silver ratio has fallen uh, precipitously. I think we could see a continuation of that trend. You know, the ratio of silver supply to gold supply, something like 11 to 1, uh, and yet the price is 76 to 1. It, it just flies in the face of all logic that uh, silver would be priced here vis-a-vis gold. So I'm, uh, I think you know, silver is resilient, and hope, hopefully it will continue to to get boosted. And the the open interest keeps exploding. Like yesterday, I think it was up uh, 4,500 contracts, which is uh, 22.5 million ounces in a day. I mean, 22.5. We produce about two or three million ounces a day. Yeah. And yet the open interest goes up by 22.5. But I don't know where all this stuff comes from. Well, we know where it comes from. It's paper. <laughs> and sooner or later, if somebody asks for delivery, there's going to be, there'll be an issue at some time. As you might have noticed, the CME opened up a special line of uh, bank deposits at the uh, Federal Reserve just announced this week. 
which some people have surmised uh, is maybe a way of protecting uh, the bank's uh, deposits at the CME um, in in case of a failure. And I've sort of speculated that, you know, failure is it seems highly likely to me. I mean, the the, the numbers of uh, outstanding short positions just seem totally ridiculous to real-world supplies. And uh, it, it, silver is such a small market, it would take nothing to... Uh, to um, ask for delivery, it's just—it's only a fifteen billion dollar a year market, which is peanuts. So if, if people, uh, if institutions want to decide to start buying silver, I mean, it would be chaos for these uh, silver shorters. Yeah, I, I do want to double back to that. I had, I had kind of forgotten about that story this morning, but yeah, the, the CME had applied to the Fed to be able to hold margin funds there, isn't that right? It was like for their big customers like the banks and to hold margin funds kind of firewalled at the Fed. Is that right? Yeah. And it could be that, for example, maybe they know a bank is going down. You know, I mean, things go on behind the scenes, Craig, we have no idea about, okay? Yeah. And if a bank went down, there might be all these cross claims. Well, if they put the funds over at the Fed, it might be, uh, it might protect those funds from being uh, challenged. You know, in some kind of settlement because they're now with the Fed and, you know, whatever is with the Fed, there's a whole different set of rules. So it, it reeks, it reeks of, uh, something going on. As you know, we had those three Fed meetings this week, uh-huh. uh, that nobody seems to know anything about. And CME announces they're putting your cash over there. Um, it, it certainly, uh, has all the, uh, machinations of something going on underneath the, uh, underneath the table that uh, that we aren't aware of, but certainly the authorities would be aware of. And if you could speculate a minute, you know, we've got this, we've waited for years, actually, for this yuan-denominated uh, once-a-day fix to come out of Shanghai. I remember uh, a guy, both you and I know, Andrew McGuire, as long as I've known him, which is yeah. now four or five years, he's talked about that as being a, I mean, he always would say, Craig, wait till there's a yuan-denominated fix. That's a game-changer. Um, and now right. it's finally coming next week. What, uh, I mean, if you speculate, I mean, do you anticipate anything interesting around the well, uh, next Tuesday? I mean, we've chatted on this before and, uh, you know, the proofs in the pudding, I guess, you know, I would like, of course, to see a physical market with no interference with button pressers, if you will, who can just trade things digitally. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's mostly, uh, Chinese banks for now. I think there's only, uh, two, non-Chinese banks involved. Uh, of course, they're not the big-name Western banks. Uh, I think there's a bank of uh, uh, New Zealand and maybe Australia, something like that, or Standard Chartered, I guess it was. Um, so we'll have to just wait and see what happens. Uh, I hope Andrew's right that it will be a market-changing event. Uh, we really do need to separate the paper markets from the uh, physical markets, and if this set up is going to cause that to happen. I, I think dramatic things could happen for sure. Uh, but we'll just have to, I, I, I'm not going to speculate that you, we're going to see some big bounce on April 19th when the, the market opens. Uh, in fact, I can't even imagine the Chinese would want that to happen, uh, being the biggest buyer of gold in the world anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the given time it will, uh, will have a significant influence, but, uh, I wouldn't want to place any bets on it. I wouldn't want to place any bets on April 18th that something big happens on April 19th. We'll, yeah. we'll let it play out and see what happens. Well, I tell you what, by the time we visit next Friday, 
gosh, who knows what the world's going to look like by next Friday. We've got a lot of stuff happen this week that we weren't expecting. So uh, it's always great to visit with you, Eric. Thank you very much for spending some time with us again today. Hey, Craig, all the best. Let's hope for some uh, exciting revelations as the next uh, five business days unfold. Can't wait to find out. And from everyone here at Sprout Money News, thanks for listening and have a great weekend. 